Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. everybody. Welcome to the weekday chat where we meet midweek to talk about where we've been and where we're going. My name is Riley Weaver. Yeah, my name is Luke Proctor. He has a little bit of trouble sounding out words, so just give him some grace yeah. as we go along. I'm still learning how to speak English. It's all right. He'll get there one of these days. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can speak like 10 other languages, though, so we'll cut him some slack. No, not true. Uh, but anyway, hey, we're, we're glad you join us. If you have questions or comments, we genuinely would love to hear from you. We do read those things that you post online. If there's anything uh, that we can be praying for you or that you'd like us to know about uh, your lives or any interactions that you have, uh, we would love genuinely to hear from you. We do take those things seriously. Uh, we're continuing our series through the book of of Revelation. Last week, uh, Steve was in Revelation chapters 4 and 5, which is just one of the absolute kind of mountaintop texts of Scripture. It's this vision of the throne room of God, and the angels and these magnificent spiritual creatures are all gathered around God's throne, and it says that day and night they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And kind of in light of that teaching, we've been talking about that at our house. We've been singing the song this week, holy, holy, holy. Um, And so my uh, three-year-old son this morning, um, day and night, he never stopped saying, (laughs) he's been saying it over and over this week, holy, 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 holy. So I'm getting a little bit of a sense of what the angels are like because he just keeps going on that little bit. But it's great. It's been a good reminder for me. Um, you wouldn't get tired of the angels saying it. Uh, right? No, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be a little more sanctified in heaven when we get there to hear that. So, <laughs> uh, but and then and that's chapter four. Then in chapter five, um, you know we see this scroll and John weeps because there's nobody in the whole world who's worthy to open this scroll except the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who is worthy because he was slain for us. And uh, we're reminded again that uh, Jesus is indeed worthy, that because of what he's done for us, he's worthy of everything that we have to give him, all the worship, all the praise, all the honor, all of our time and attention. He is certainly worthy of it. So it's a great just challenge uh, for us to lead us into worship this week. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, one of the goals, I think, of this text is, you know, not to mine every little detail and figure it out, but, but to just leave us in wonder of, of who God is. So, Riley, um, when's the last time that you had that just sense of wonder in approaching God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I think of a sense of wonder, it's, it's so, you know, people, when they talk about vacation, they're like beach people or mountains people. I'm definitely the mountains Yes, person. me too, yeah. Um, and I like places like that because I get that sense of wonder. It's just like it's something I'm not used to seeing. It kind of takes my breath away, kind of leaves me speechless. You know, it's just beautiful, you know, when you mm-hmm. see it. And um, there's definitely been times in my life where um, I've read things in Scripture, and they've hit me in a different way. Mm-hmm. And also times where I've had experiences with the Lord where I'm just kind of left there like, Wow, that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the recent events was um, with the people from Congo. Mm-hmm. So um, haven't had a huge chance to share this with the church family yet, but we're partnering with a group of people from Congo. They're hosting a worship service in their language in our building um, during the week. And, um, you know, we we really kind of took a step of faith to do this, um, you know, 
We'd had a, a family from this group that had been visiting the church for about a year, very faithfully attending, seemed like super trustworthy people. The leader of that family was a pastor in Congo and Rwanda. And, um, you know, he said, hey, we've had people from our group move here in the last year, and we, we'd like to start a worship service for them. We said yes, um, you know, not really totally knowing what that would mean. Mm-hmm. And just here in the last week, um, we found out that their people do not have a Bible translation mm-hmm. in their language. So Ryan Hardy, who's one of our missionaries, um, he was here. He started to do some research and found out that Pioneer Bible Translators, the organization that he works for, actually just adopted this language mm-hmm. and are committed to um, uh, translating scripture in that language. PBT is working with one of um, the friends of the people that go to our church who lives in Louisville, a big Christian church in Louisville, supporting the project. So just kind of one of those things where I sit there and I'm just like, only God can do this. You know, I mean, how, how in the world can he connect all these different people and work all these things out? And I mean, even something as crazy as um, my mom went on a safari in Tanzania with the guy that's translating this wow. language into scripture. So, wow. I mean, just yeah. like the amazing God connections just leave me like in total awe. Praise so, God. How about Praise you? God. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was, I was left in awe of God this morning. I kind of wrapped up my sermon this morning. And, when Judah was singing. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, I wrapped up my sermon this morning. It was just reminded of my own utter sinfulness and unworthiness to be somebody who stands on stage and preaches this word of God, but how, like this text in Revelation 7 that we're going to spend some time in on Sunday, that he has washed me and made me white um, through the blood of his son, and that because of that, I get to live in confidence, I get to preach in confidence. So I was just struck by that again this morning, of how unworthy I am of doing what we get to do week in and week Mm -hmm. out, you know. Uh, But practically... There's a lot of other ways, day in and day out. Uh, behind our house, um, we have this little retention pond kind of area. I'm so thankful I don't have to look into the back of somebody else's house. You know, I get to look out the back of my house and see this pond. and uh, the, the, A beautiful the, retention pond. A, a beautiful yeah. retention <laughs> pond. But, but really, like, I don't have to – it's just I get to see a pond and trees, and it faces the west. And so the sun always goes down over this pond, and seeing the reflection mm, of the cool. colors off the water uh, just regularly leaves me in awe. I just like to stand and watch the sun go down, and that's something I like to stand out in the backyard with my boys and, and just watch the sun go down. I'm just reminded that we have a good and beautiful God. Um, and we haven't officially, like, I think Rebecca's posted it on social media. I haven't really said anything, but it's kind of somewhat knowledge. Anyway, we're expecting our third little boy at this point. And so, uh, but, and as Rebecca's pregnant, she has this little app that tracks the baby's development. And so every mm-hmm. Wednesday, uh, we get to see how the baby has grown this last week and how big the baby is right now. And he's about the size of a little bigger than an apple right mm-hmm. now. And just, so getting to, getting to track with that app and see what God is doing as he's making this child in his image fearfully and wonderfully made in Rebecca's womb is mm-hmm. just mind-boggling to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yes, I'm regularly left in awe of God. He's, he's a good God. That's awesome, so. man. That's super cool. So, you know, if we're in awe of God, obviously that's going to lead us to wanting to worship him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can worship God throughout our everyday lives, not just here on Sunday morning. Um, what are some ways that you think we can do that? And, yeah. you know, maybe... 
which of those practices do you feel like you connect best with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a ton. They're called spiritual disciplines, you know, and, and uh, they come and go in different seasons. We do different things. One of the things we like to do in our house is we just ask the question, hey, what should we say thank you to God for today? Um, and just practicing regular gratitude helps us to have eyes to see what God is doing all mm-hmm. around us. And that's a great way to worship because we're not just you know, thankful in general, like we're thankful specifically to someone. We believe mm-hmm. that every good and perfect gift is from above, you know, as James says. Um, another way I practice worship regularly is just silence, because silence is hard for me. You know, mm-hmm. I like having music or podcasts in my ear, but uh, to just be silent and to be still with the Lord and to give Him time is something in worship I do. I do like to listen to worship music. That's something that draws my heart close to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some alarms on my phone throughout the day that remind me to spend time in prayer, and so those are those those are all, all good things uh, that help kind of draw my heart to worship. What about you, Riley? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, to kind of add to a couple things, um, you know, I think prayer is a big part of that, and that's a big one for me personally. Another way I feel like I worship God and I experience Him best is through serving others. Mm, yeah. um, so, you know, if that's, um, you know, just taking care of somebody or, you know, whatever that is, um, you know, and, and for me, I, I want to clarify that, like, you know, it's easy to look at a person like me or like you, and, oh, they get to do that all the time because they work at the church. Um, you know, I, I love my job, but I'm talking about, like, serving people outside of my job. Yeah, yeah. Um, when, it's, when it's not something I have to do, yeah. I, I think that's much more worshipful than doing something that I have to do yeah. for work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Um, so... Revelation chapters four and five is a vision of heaven, but specifically it's a vision of God on his throne, Mm -hmm. that the lamb is seated on the throne. And I love that, uh, you know, what the angels are saying doesn't just stop with holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. That last line is so perfect. Who was and who is and who is to come. Like Mm -hmm. God is in no danger of stepping off his throne, being shaken from his position. He has dominion and power and authority now and forever. He always has, is right now and always will be the ruler of the universe. Um, So that knowledge that God is on his throne forever. How does that impact how we live, how we see the world around yeah, us? Yeah. I think a big piece of that is just having greater trust in whatever life throws at us, you mm-hmm. know, whatever issue that may be with family, with work, with whatever. I mean, it's it's super cliche to say. I feel like every preacher or every person on Facebook (laughs) has said this in the last two weeks, but you know, no matter who's president, God's still in charge. Well, it's cliche because it's true, Amen. you know, and it's definitely something that we should believe. So yeah, just knowing that God has always had his hand in everything and he's always going to have his hand in everything. Yeah. Um, should definitely give us some more confidence about the future Absolutely. and whatever we're struggling with right now. So Absolutely. yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I've, just in thinking through like people who have genuine faith in God's lordship, um, they seem to exhibit uh, a lot of characteristics, but two stuck out to me as I was thinking through this question. And one is just they, they're not easily shaken. You know, they're pretty mm-hmm. even keeled people. There's a couple in our church named Paul and Mary Johnson, um, and Paul passed away from cancer about, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. They had a long battle. They lost one of their sons to cancer right after that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember them saying over and over and over again, and Mary has continued to say it in the months following, uh, I know who's in control. Mm-hmm. I know who's in control. I, and they, I mean, this battle that they went through floored me. Like, I don't know if I could have done what they had to do in and out of hospitals for so long, mm. and their bodies just racked with pain. Um, but they just said, you know, I know he's in control. They were even keeled throughout the whole thing, you know. Um, doesn't mean it wasn't 
hard for them, but they were not shaken, and and there is a difference. So Mm. I just see this even-keeled nature to people who trust in God's dominion. Um, But I I think the second thing is, like, if we believe that God genuinely is on the throne and in control, then we need to be people who seek his will. Mm. Like, if we believe he's in control, then that means that we don't get to just do whatever we want to do, right? And so um, we approach him in prayer, and we ask his will, and we spend time in his word, making sure that we are living in accordance with the laws of the king of the universe, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I think if if we trust that God is indeed in control and on the throne, we will be people who are even-keeled and who seek his will. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This Sunday, we hope you join us at church or on Thursday nights, if Sunday doesn't work for you. Luke is going to be preaching. He's going to be continuing our sermon series on Revelation, and he's going to be doing something that has never been attempted at PCC before. (laughs) He is going to preach on 14 chapters of Scripture. I don't think think you could even read 14 chapters in 30 minutes. (laughs) It's going to be a doozy. So I have no clue how you're going to preach for it, but he was telling us a little bit about beforehand. He's got an object lesson. We're going to show an awesome video that we've been working on, so you really won't want to miss it. Hope you'll join us then, and uh, yeah, have a great week. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.